This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Los Angeles, 35 under 35 Dipperstein. Think you know people in this town. Can it be? The maker of fine football. Side is he on? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new, new, new era of cheap heat here on The Ringer. I am the Mage One, your former and forever 24-7 champion, joining you from the world's capital, New York City, Peter Rosenberg. I am joined, not in Philadelphia today, but all the way in Mexico, the soon-to-be-married Stack Eye Greg. Oh, yeah. We out here, man. It, it's You're, and great and you out decided, here too. So, so tank top, you thought tank top was the way to go today? Oh yeah, L- listen, man. I know this is uh, our first day of the new, new, new era, which is why I was wearing the new, new, new world order. Oh, beautifully shirt, done, Wolfpack. tank top. But also, it's functional for, for it's for the occasion. But also, it's functional for for where I am right now. I'm in in sunny Cancun. 
Yeah. Um, I was poolside before we had to do this, and I'll, I'll probably be be back out there after this. Two um, days so away yeah. from nuptials. Yes, yes, very soon. Um, um, no jitters yet, but but I am excited though. Well, we'll try to get an update later in the show and see if that's changed. Let's go to <laughs> yeah. uh, Westchester, um, not in Philadelphia, not in Los Angeles, and not in Mexico yet, and that would be Super Agent Thirty Five Under Thirty Five, Dipperstein. I just want to say I probably sound a lot better than I've ever sounded yep, because I have uh, a new mic set up yeah. and I feel like uh, Edward R. Murrowstein. That's what I yep. feel like right now. And you look like Edward R. Murrowstein, too. By the way, also, don't get too close. I worry that you're going to get too excited now and get too close to the mic. Yeah, I'm going to let right? me push it back a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Because you're it's covering my attractive face, though. I understand. I understand. Yeah. By the way, I have to uh, SGG, I have to fill you in on Dipperstein's uh, performance last night. It was an incredible, incredible show we we all we all put on um, in the streets of New York. And now <laughs> this is special. And this is what people have been waiting for from parts unknown. And I mean that quite literally to even some friends and family. The maker of fine footwear. Shoemaker is back. I'm back. Yeah, that's right. I was get, I, I was trying to figure out which wrestling thing to do. And I just said do none of them because there's too many. There's too many. I just want to say up front that I'm. Um, uh, I'm in Brooklyn, which is not my normal place anymore. But I'm hanging out at the office. Uh, I'm sad I wasn't. Uh, I couldn't see you guys last night when apparently you're hanging out. But I guess I'm glad I missed two hours of Dipperstein talking about his new microphone over drinks. Um, that did and, come up. It did and, come up. And um, I can't believe that it just went unmentioned that that guy Greg just stood up to show us his NWA shirt and he had no pants on. Underneath <laughs> it, so I know. Uh, I got to tell you, it was it was nice working with you, but Spotify has standards and practices, Greg. So uh, <laughs> we, you know, we'll see you later. Um, this is obviously a very exciting day. Uh, super psyched to be here. And by the way, Dipperstein did not talk about his microphone last night, but the best thing Dipperstein did yesterday with regards to wrestling was we had a little late-night dinner after this WANEP live event, and Dipperstein was very anxious to have. You know, Dip loves an after-party of any sort, so we got to go have a dinner. So I break my normal weekday starvation routine to have a late-night meal with Dipperstein, even though, let's be honest, SGG, I'm going to be getting an absolute my fair share of Dipperstein over the next five days in Mexico, but we still we wanted to do last night, so let's do it. My friend Ballard joins. And Ballard at one point tries to just weigh in and kind of be part of the conversation and tells a story about, you know, when I was a kid back in like, you know, 88, 89, my friends and I would be at the pool and we'd all yell super fly and we'd do a big splash into the pool. And the, the goal was to get your chest to be the most red. That means you really hit the super fly good. That sounds kind of awesome. I'm not going to lie. Dipperstein. With, with no sense of irony at all, being completely serious, serious, is this big a wrestling douchebag that he was like, I mean, the splash happened in 1983, you know, Don Morocco. He starts referencing the specifics of the snooker <laughs> splash, totally going beyond Ballard's capability. I was like, will you let the guy reference his Superfly snooker and peace, Dipperstein? There was a few outsiders at the table that I thought needed a little bit more of a reference to what we were talking about. You can't just throw out a, a snook of splash reference with outsiders and expect everyone to know what you're talking about. So I was clarifying for Howie and Amanda, and I was right, being the a very polite co-host of that evening. Well, you're a good middler. Um, 
No, Dip, I understand. It was you had to you had to make sure the outsiders had all the proper information and context when you're talking about Jimmy Superfly Snooker. So, by the um, way, I just want I, can I just interject to say any any wrestling story, and I speak from personal experience. Any wrestling story from childhood that was like me and all my friends used to. I used to think that we were all, I had a big posse of wrestling fans. And when I've gone back and talked to my childhood friends, it turns out I was the only wrestling fan. So I'm just going to imagine that it was Dip splashing by himself and everybody watching him and just being like, why is that kid acting Wait, like is that him? really true, Shoemaker? When you go back to your stories, your friends are like, nah, I was never really into it, bro. No, they, but 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 I, but I in my mind, it's we were wrestling fans. And, and, and their recollection is just like, yeah, but you were way, it's like, you know, like when I started doing this for a living, I was like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's really weird that I, that I'm the one that ended up writing about wrestling and doing wrestling podcasts. And my, the old friends are like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it, that, that was always your lane. <laughs> it wasn't like it could have been any of us. It yeah. was always going to be only you. Um, I have the same experience. But by yeah, the way, I course. did a great, I, as far as last night, don't get me, I did a great job middling. And I always do. Yeah. I mean, you got up and left very quickly borderline urgently yeah that's not a good middle yeah it's not a good middle sgg by the <laughs> way i do want to say i think by I, we're we're through three episodes of curb now i think it's fully hitting its stride yeah it's it's the middle the middle conversation was, it was perfect fantastic. I, if, pe if people don't know what middling is they need to just get up on this season of curb i, I told you guys wait and see who's gonna pick it up tap water does need to be a thing not tap water from oh no the tap water was, was amazing and I got to tell you, I think it, it's like an odd combo, but I think Vince Vaughn works really well on Curb. Yeah, because he's playing it so straight. He's he a good straight it. man. Yeah, it's it's a it's not what you would expect to work on Curb, but it, it works nonetheless. All right, so guys, Shoemaker and I are figuring out exactly what the layout's sort of going to be for Cheap Heat and how much Mass Man Rosenberg collab stuff we get. But you had to be here on episode one, so are you just going to hang out with us and kind of just tag team like the old days? Yeah, I'm just here to I'm just here to have fun, man. This is a, doing podcasts is it's what we do. All right, let's just do what we do then. Uh, SGG, what happened outside the ring this week? Well, besides the biggest news outside of the ring, which is quite honestly our reunion. Let's let's just be real. And this For is a big story, listeners. That is the biggest news from outside the ring. The second biggest thing from outside of the ring was WWE released a ton of talent last week. Mm. Um, I want to say it was Thursday. It might have been Friday. But a lot of people um, were released, most notably Nia Jax, Keith Lee, and Mia Yim, and um, B-Fab, who was a part of the newly debuted Hit Row stable, among, among a ton of others. Um, there was some speculation, it's been unconfirmed, that WWE quietly released a lot of talent for being unvaccinated. The New York Post ran with that story. Um, and made Nia Jax the face of unvaccinated superstars for some reason. She refuted that and claimed that she doesn't know why she was released, but that she was off TV because she had some mental health issues that she's working through. Um, but yeah, just once again, a, a big round of cuts that just shocked the wrestling world from WWE. Uh, uh, I'm cu I'm curious now, Shoemaker. I know you and Kaz did a reaction show to this. Yeah, I was gonna Friday. say I know exactly when it was. It was Thursday night, Friday morning when all this stuff was coming down because we because we talked about it on the Mass Man show. And I, which and you this can also is, hear right here on the Ring of Wrestling show feed. Yeah, it's just like go go just go back to and you and and you and can there. listen to me there. Um, well, so so tell us though quickly though what was the biggest what's the biggest surprise to you of of that group? 
Oh, man. Um, well, there's a couple of things. There's the, the COVID thing is still very, you know, it's it's up in the air, right? No one really knows what, the, and I don't think we'll ever know because there's patient, you know, confidentiality shit that they won't be able to get into. I do know that WWE is very publicly not not denying that that was a part of some of these releases, <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for whatever that's worth. Um, I love that that guy Greg point out that Nia Jax is like the face of unvaccinated of like the anti-vax campaign in professional wrestling. That's actually maybe her greatest achievement. That's like, like to be to be the to, to be the the, the 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 face of unvaccinated wrestlers is like being the face of like baby oiled wrestlers. I mean that's like really incredible. Um, <laughs> According to the I don't New think York that's Post, true, by the way. I don't think well, it was no, the New York okay. Post that ran the story with her picture. Picture. Right, so it's like you know what for people yeah, yeah, who yeah. just read headlines, they're just like. But that, but but what I'm saying, shoemaker, to me, I'm surprised you say that because in my experience and the, the the feeling that I get, I do not ask everyone I see if they're vaccinated. No. But the feeling I, no, that I, I get is that everyone's vaccinated. That's how it I'm felt j- to me. I'm joking around because, but but just in terms of like like if you in locker rooms between wrestling and MMA and the NFL in general i'd say i mean it's a pretty shocking number of non of of anti-vax voices out there but you're right i i think to me i mean personally to me it's shocking that we're like talking about anti-vax anti-vax situation at all when you know the locker room's a family and like the, the i said this on the show i mean the the head of the table, both literally and figuratively, is immunocompromised, and the guy that signs all the paychecks, love him or hate him, is a seventy five year old man who lost two the two the two people closest to him in the past year. You know, and the, and then that's saying nothing of Seth and Becky's baby that's backstage, and literally everybody else who could be carrying this. Right. I mean, it's like like how are you not? Think, I mean, how is that not more important than some shit you read on Reddit? Like, come on. But anyway. To me, I think it's impossible to say what's the most shocking because we don't know the details of any which of any of these releases are vaccine related. If like, I, I don't have any reason to think, heaven forbid, that like my idol Keith Lee is anti-vax, <laughs> but if 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 he's not, and and if he did not, I mean, then that's the most shocking one to me. If that's if there wasn't an underlying issue, there's also like all of these releases. It seems like there's like some chunk of them that they're people who asked for the release at some point in the past. And WWE is like looking at just like bottom line numbers and callously being like, well, they asked for it, you know, whether or not they've gone back on it since or whatever. And then those people, I, I don't know that with any certainty, but there's a lot of reasons why the, why these people got chosen. I, I think that everyone could probably agree, even people in house, that, that, that getting rid of Keith Lee didn't make a lot of sense. See, it's funny. Yeah. I think that depends who you ask. Because um, I think there are a lot of people who did not believe in Keith Lee um, mm-hmm. uh, across the board. Different people who just didn't think he had it. We've, if you pay attention to like the thing vets have said, you know, Booker T has questioned him here. There have been people who have like taken their shots questioning Keith Lee, and because they've messed up with Keith Lee so much, I guess I'm not shocked by that. Except that he just got this sort of mini repackaging. And we've just been talking about him again. I'll SUG a dip. I'll let you guys give me one you're most surprised about. For whatever reason, for me, Naya is strange. Um, you know, I did not see her being gone. Obviously, I'm very fond of her, so it's a bummer. But actually, I know this is weird. B Fab surprised me because yeah. they just got such a huge debut, and she was poised to have such an awesome opportunity. That's the one that r- screams, Did she do something? 
because why would she be elevated to the main roster two weeks ago and be and and the rest of them now are all moving forward and she's gone so i find that one to be very strange sgg which what jumps out to you yeah i mean b fab and keith lee are the two that jump out to me b fab specifically because like you said hit row just debuted they were a huge presence on nxt and then they made a big effort to roll them out on smackdown and say like this is a new stable and then we're going to push them and it was her voice that you hear as soon as the heat hit row theme song hit it was her going hit row well it wasn't on friday because the production team at wwe moves super fast but she was a big part of that group so for her to be gone when they were rolling out something new and fresh was shocking it's the same thing for keith lee because I know you said it looked like some people didn't believe in him, but I felt like people did. Um, you know, he had that rumble moment with with Brock, the Survivor Series moment with uh, Roman and and the rest of Team Raw as part of Team NXT where he dominated. And, True. you know... There have certainly been moments reported. where it looked like they believed in him. That's for sure. No, you're right. Those yeah. moments definitely happened. Um, Dipperstein, what about for you? I, I look... All of them are surprising, is the truth. <clears throat> the most obviously surprising are the three big ones, Nia Jax, Karrion Cross, and Keith Lee. But when you look at the roster and the endless amount of UK wrestlers and the NXT people that are just whatever, and the people that have been hanging around for years, and some of the low-car WWE main roster people, the fact that they let those three go is completely shocking to me. I think that I think Carrion Cross to me I like Carrion Cross. I was into it a thousand percent. You no no one loves a gimmick more than me, and you this is gimmick. finally a guy that has a gimmick, and they get rid of him. So for me that was upsetting. I think he was a star. I think he could have done a ton on the main roster if they would have just let him do a little bit more than some stupid promos backstage that made no sense with smoke in back of him. It was ridiculous. But um. Keith Lee, I think, is a complete shocker. They never really let him do the moveset that he was able to do on the indies, and so he seemed boring to everybody. And so well, that, Keith that, Lee that is situation. one. Keith Lee is the one that I would basically etch in stone and guarantee comes to AEW. That to I me mean, is... he, he seems right. And I said also Mia Yim seems like a perfect person for them to pick up. They need help, and you know, AEW needs help in the in the women's division, and Mia Yim, I think, is a could be potentially a star needs a lot of mic help but i just think that there one thing we've we've one thing we've clearly seen about tony khan is he is aware of the cultural conversation and so he knows the cultural conversation that's existed around keith lee so in addition to keith's talent it just really wouldn't surprise me that to let him know that it will be perceived as a huge aew win if they can get keith lee and 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 get him over I, I got to push back against that a little bit, just Tony Khan being aware of the cultural conversation because black talent in AEW, Tony Khan is super online. So, yes, he is aware of the cultural Let conversation. Let me be clear. I didn't mean black culture. I know, but online internet wrestling culture. I meant wrestling culture. Yeah, just yeah, to be yeah. clear. Because I do think he's going to sign Keith Lee, but then that's where the intersection of like those things are going to come into play and it's really going to be like a, a, an eye-opener for a lot of AEW fans who have who have been willing to look the other way on this because they are not doing great with black talent. And the, the excuse has always been that there's nobody that they can push to that level and this and that. So if they sign Keith Lee, and they should sign Keith Lee, and they probably will sign Keith Lee, 
And he is not a guy who you see dominating on Dynamite at the pay-per-views, racking up big wins, rolling on his way to the to the big belt, then then Tony Khan has a problem. And I it, mean, it flip actually, side of that coin, though, he, they didn't have him doing that in WWE. They did. They did not. But that's the argument, though, right? Because if if everybody and this is what I said about AEW too, they take people from WWE and they keep them at the exact same level that they were at in WWE. And if all these guys are misused, then AEW should be the place where they can go up to the next level. So that he wasn't doing that in WWE is not really an argument if the point of going to AEW is to go to the next level. Not right if, where you're at, not be baseline, but like next level. If the drinking game you were playing was on the first episode of Cheap Heat on the Ringer and two days before SUG's wedding, will he get away to get on AEW immediately? Drink now. It's already happened. Um, Preemptive. But am I wrong, though? But am I wrong? Like, what I have think they been I think it's unfair. What have they been doing I, with the black talent? Well, we've already talked about that the places they've struggled the most, most have been black talent and women, right? I think that's that's right. a clear piece of conversation. I yeah, also no, think nobody's, nobody's even mentioned Ember Moon yet, who obviously checks both of those boxes. I mean, look, come on. Let's, sure. give a, let's give AW a little bit of credit. I mean, we, got, we have, you know... We've been. I'm sure you. I know you guys, and, and I, and me and Kaz, and everybody else, have been having this conversation for a long time. And they're 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 trying. You know, I mean, they're making strides. They're a lot different. I mean, we're in a lot a much different place than they were even just a few months ago. With, you know, I mean, Powerhouse Hobbs, Scorpio Sky, Leo Rush, uh, Ricky Starks, Jade Cargill. I mean, no, there's like there's, there's they a, have the, the talent, but it's about what they're doing with it. Because I mean, even like the real estate on the the big shows. Totally. They don't really spend most of it with the black talent. It's t it's 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 totally true. I think by I think by and large a lot of the dudes on AEW, men and women, they're, they're telling. I mean, the, the storytelling over there is unbelievable. But but it's but they're they're also sort of to some extent and not a huge extent, but they're coasting on their pre-existing credentials, right? So I mean, not coasting in right. a bad way, not coasting in a bad way, but but like making use of their pre-existing credentials, which is to say that like. Adam Cole can come out and get the biggest pop in the world, right? Because we know who Adam Cole is, you know, <laughs> right. and, and whatever. Right. And and they are for, given that that's you know that given that they live in the in in the real world of reality. Um, my guess is that Tony Khan would tell you that he's that he's you know trying as hard as he can. But the but the the thing but the thing is it's we can talk about the WWE people who are living on their old credentials, but then right now the number one storyline in the company is a guy who, of course, is huge this week with the article that came out in the, Athlete, in the, in the Players' Tribune as well. Eddie Kingston yeah. is literally a lifelong indie nobody <laughs> yeah. relative to the mainstream world, and he is in the number one storyline based all on the work he's doing right now. Eddie so, Kingston is like if the Brooklyn Brawler was nice. <laughs> like, yeah. If the, <laughs> it's true. Not, and wait, I, I mean that as nice a compliment, guy though, or like, nice with it? nice with it like and yeah. i mean that as a compliment like the gimmick is so new york that it's, it's, i love it like it's and, and and sug it's the number one thing going i think my hardest my harshest critique i'll give of that right now and if anyone hasn't watched uh last week's um rampage when they squared off on the mic to me the the, the tough part is i think eddie kingston's making cm punk look terrible on the mic oh yeah i think he's because well, because he's nice he's running circles around him <laughs> he's just nice <laughs> Which is crazy because they brought NCM Punk to be the big Mike guy. And not, that means they, they, they not above Eddie Kingston. 
Go ahead. Yeah. I'll tell you the one thing that AEW is certainly going overboard with, which I, you know, besides a few other, but like the main thing for me is the merch. I'm like, they're established a Jace and they already have multiple lines of action figures. They have LJNs. They now just put out wrestling buddies. They have a video game coming out. It's like, calm down. Okay. You've been around for a year. You don't need the whole history of all you have every single thing to be, uh, you know, memorialized in uh in in a merch uh, situation. By the way, I didn't even realize that that's happening. I it's don't know. The happening the and happening. They're pre- it's crazy. What well, it's smart it's too SG. much too soon. Not too much too soon definitely with all the shirts. Like everything gets a shirt, every moment gets memorialized with a shirt. Too much too soon with the video game as well. Um they're just dumping their money. Yeah. Exactly. But the action figures though that's smart because those those things are flying off the shelves. So like they're definitely gonna, they're definitely making their money. Do we need please? Do we need wrestling buddies already? Come on, yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody needs them because you can't get them. <laughs> like they are flying off the shelves. Is that I true? know in, in our NFT world, true. you know everything flies off the shelves. You know this uh, they, they, there's one of one, one of two. But let me well, ta- let me tell you something. That, it, it, it makes them, like make, them look ridiculous. It makes them look ridiculous to think figures. that they can. They can get away with lines of merch. And, and but, things well, listen, Dip, I, I would imagine they're getting away with it. I, I would imagine to, they are not 100% just, getting away with it with the action figures. The video yeah, games they can't are be losing just burning this cash. Um, they are right, burning cash uh, on the video game, but the action so figures SGG, is move. a win. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's move past the releases. Uh, Anything else from outside the ring this week? No, the releases dominated the conversation from outside the ring. And like you said, if you want to hear people talk more in depth about it, the Masked Man show did an extended episode on Friday, so people can check that out. You see that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't listened to it, my wife listened to it and said, man, Kaz was really good about those releases. That was the total, re- that was the incomplete review. So uh, <laughs> She stopped listen. right after that? Yeah, just, yeah. just go listen to what Kaz said. I'll tell you right now, the, the thing that happened outside the ring is that the chatter has picked up again about The Rock and Roman having a match at Mania uh, in, in L.A. next year again. There's, there's, there's further chatter. Dallas is next year, Dallas. No, no, no. The, the, the Rock officially said he was not going to be in Dallas, I think. He's not going to wrestle Roman mm-hmm. in Dallas. But, so Wrestlers lie, though. Wrestlers lie about yeah, this but, stuff all the time. 
The Rock isn't a wrestler. The Rock is like a publicly traded company. I don't think he's going to be out there just like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. lying about his whereabouts left. Yeah, right. The Rock. The Rock has like a calendar that's accounted for every day. He has XFL business, and now it does sound like though that Dallas is completely out for The Rock, but that LA could be still a thing. We, we all agree he's going to have to have a send off match at some point, correct? Yeah, he has to. Shoemaker. You think that you think The Rock has to have one final match? No, I don't think he has to do anything. I mean, what? I mean, he has, cousin, to, he has It's in Hollywood. It's happening. I can't wait. I'll see you there. What's What's more important? <laughs> what, what What is more important to the world? The Rock saying goodbye to the ring or saying goodbye to the Fast and Furious franchise? Like, which one of those goodbyes do we absolutely have to have on tape? <laughs> He's already said goodbye to the Fast and Furious franchise. I don't no, think Hobbs Vin and Shaw can go on forever. I'm just saying it's at this point. It's like like I would love to see him again, but like if he never wrestled again, I'm not going to say I'm not I'm not going to be shocked. He has to come see, see the head of the table and get put in a blender and turn the family over to Roman. He has to do it. Uh, well, Whether the, the it happens in Samoa, then, in Dallas, in Hollywood, Malibu, wherever, he has to do it. The question is then though. If it's if that's a year and a half from now, yeah, is Roman Reigns still the head of the table? Is this is this the Roman Reigns we're going to have in a year and a half? I think he's continuing to feed people for another year and a half. I think so too. Yep, just two weeks ago or last week was it? It was last week. You said when we discussed the Roman Reigns storyline that you know that in those writing rooms people are chomping and chomping at the bit to turn him back. I do. I think there's chomping. I think there That's is chomping. That's a quote. That is the That's a quote. quote. You said they were chomping and chomping. So I do. I, the question is, can they? Ha- how long can they possibly hang on for with him as this version? Uh, and and I that remains to be seen. Um, in a perfect world, they the chomping subsides and they let him be healed throughout. You know, a year and a half, and then look. I'll put it this way: I don't see Roman being a middler. I think he remains at the head Absolutely of the table. Absolutely not. He's mm-hmm. not middling anytime soon. No. Okay. Do you remember when WWE did the uh, Money in the Bank? That was actually that was at on, at Titan Tower, and they had and they they had the thing. Oh, uh, I remember it. You remember it well, right, Greg? You guys remember that very well. I just I, I I just want just just for the sake of argument that that was a year and a half ago. Time flies in professional wrestling. I, it would not make me shocked at all if they were just like. Oh yeah, we got to take it off of him at some point in the next year and a half, and then they never got around to it because they're going to blink their eyes and it's going to be nine months instead of a year and a half, right? I'm not saying. I'm not saying that people aren't chomping. I'm not saying just chomping doesn't mean happening. Chomping is does not equal happening. I just want to say that is why you reunite with the masked man. That's brilliant. That's why he gets paid to be to run a wrestling podcast empire. Because when he hit us with the you remember the money in the bank, using that as a as a frame of reference for how fast time goes, it's brilliant. It was five minutes ago. You, yeah. you that is shocking to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And but, then by the way, it was one of the worst moments in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. Can, wait, but can I to go back <laughs> to go back to the rock thing? Well, this is as hypothetical as any of this. I mean, I, I always complain, especially when it comes to Roman Reigns, that you just can't plan that far in advance, right? No, I mean, not to wish ill on the guy, but it's like he's a great example of a pro wrestler. I mean, they they planned the Shield reunion over and over again for someplace way out in the future, and they just never got there because one of the members got hurt or, like, whatever, you know? And it's tough. I mean, it's just tough to plan that far in advance. But w- setting all that aside, what if they do do it? What if The Rock wrestles Roman Reigns 
in Los Angeles, WrestleMania, biggest crowd in the history of mankind, and it's and it absolutely bonkers. They they have it Saturday and Sunday night as the main event just to sell out both, both shows nights or whatever. Continuing. Yep. What what <laughs> if they do it? And on Sunday, they're about to go out to the ring, and Vince is just like, you know what? Let's have Rock go over. Maybe he'll stick around. <laughs> Does Rock By do the way, it? Always a chance. Wouldn't so that be fantastic? If that, if that happens, if they're about to walk out, and 30 seconds before, he just goes, Dwayne, God damn it, I have an idea. You should go over. Do you think that Dwayne pushes back in any way and is like, no, no, that doesn't make... Or do they just go, okay. <laughs> is there a conversation? Uh, or is I think it just... The Rock goes over if he's asked to go over. That's what I think happens. I yeah. I don't see the two of them putting on like a... Ma- I mean, just like the Hogan-Rock match wasn't the most incredible match, but it was the most electrifying match. I think they have that that type of match. If they... Well, let me tell you something. If they can have that type of match in any way, then we are in a great to the side at the crowd. You know, no, if, if we could get me. to that point in a year and a half to me, and you guys may disagree, that would mean the WWE makes a lot of the right decisions over the next 18 months and things start going a really positive direction if we could get to any moment that resembles anything like that in 18 months. Well, AEW is not slowing down anytime soon as far as popularity. They're going and going and going. So they're going to need to pull off something huge for this mania, and they're going to need to pull off something huge for LA mania. So God knows where AEW is going to be in a year. We could have well, so a uh, undisputed error reunion in, in AEW. <laughs> it's it's looking more and more likely. So, so, no. so let's, let's discuss that then for a second. As we sit now two and a half weeks from Survivor Series, and more importantly, two days from SGG becoming a married man. Exactly. Let's speculate the way too early thought on what the big holy bleep moment would be at WrestleMania this year in Dallas. Because uh, they just announced tickets on sale this weekend. They, they trotted out the dead man. Um, at the Cowboys game over the weekend. You know, they are getting into WrestleMania mode right now. So what would be the thing? It could be one match. You could give me a few matches at the top of the card. What is going to be the thing that sells out 85,000 in Dallas for two nights? They've announced two nights. So this is not going to be a limited capacity crowd. I mean, unless God forbid something insane happens, this is going to be 170,000 tickets. Over two days, right? So what the hell does that look like? Well, Becky Lynch has to be in that women's match, right? Do they get Ronda Rousey back in time for Becky Lynch? She's not selling 170,000 tickets. We're talking about the big matches here. Yeah, but that Becky, would, that's, they, need, they need two. They need a night one main event, and they need a night two main event. And we said the same thing about Sasha and Bianca, and it turned out that they delivered in ways that people never could have imagined. This year, Mania for that night one main event. So I actually think I'm, you. I, I actually think SGG is completely onto something. I would imagine. I have no idea. You know, Shoemaker is the one who's tapped into the rumor mill, so maybe he can give us something. I would imagine the phone calls are beginning to say, Ronda, can we get Ronda and Becky? That is something. Ronda coming back would be something. I agree. Shoemaker, you think there's any chance? Um. Uh, I, um, I, yeah, sure. There's a chance. You don't know anything. <laughs> what uh. what percentage of chance? We get, we get Becky, Charlotte, 
Bianca triple threat for one of the nights. That's my that's my guess. Or do they have a crazy blood feud, you know, life imitates art, Charlotte and Becky situation? You know, that 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 like spills over into into the ring in a real way. Like in that, the, the, well, that feud. could be major. I got news for you. Don't be so sure about Bianca, because as of this week, I'm now worried that is it the dewdrop thing. Yeah, the the <laughs> dewdrop and the and the next title shot being for Liv Morgan. I did not see Bianca being out of the picture already. I did not see Becky moving on before Survivor Series. You're right. I didn't either. Out of the title it picture is not necessarily out of the main event picture yet, though. True, true. But SGG, it did make me a little nervous. I mean, like the second that they had the the, fi- the fatal five way on Monday night to determine the championship opportunity for the for the Raw Women's Championship, and you know Becky's spending the entire time talking about Liv Morgan, and then Liv Morgan wins. I mean, we are off to the races with Liv and and Becky, which is a surefire you know title retention for 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 Becky so maybe they get back to maybe they get back to Bianca but I don't know Um, I'm that that concerns me a little as far as the men I don't see anything bigger than Brock Roman again what what else are you gonna get who you gonna who you gonna build I'm at I'm at the same place Roman and Seth I feel like is a big match but um I don't know it heel heel though is very tough They've been teasing it, and those are, that's a match that people do want to see. But heel heel is very tough to tell that story and sell out. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to in house stuff, I think you're right about Brock, and and I could see them talking themselves into other iterations of. I mean, you could do Brock versus Biggie or Brock versus Lashley or Brock, I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't think any of that has the same level of crossover appeal. But you know, why not? If if you have to do everything between two nights, then you kind of got to take your super matches and break them in half a little bit. I mean, th- or that wouldn't be the worst idea. I-, I just think that, I don't know. I think, first of all, there, somebody, someone's going to catch lightning in a bottle between now and then. There's going to be some Kofi mania or something like that, and that'll, and hopefully there will be, and that'll, you know, help answer a little bit of that question. But, is, I mean, listen, I know Survivor Series is around the corner, but uh, when they start... No, I no, but right, but what I'm, but but like, don't get us started but, but on the when team you're, announcement. But when you're looking at what's, you're looking at in-house options for making a ma- a major major main event. I mean, don't put like title unification past them. You know, I mean, if you want to do like something super major on Sunday night, then you do Seth versus Roman. Winner gets the, you know, there's one champion going forward, whatever, for the next six months. But you know, I mean, I, but I don't know. There's, <laughs> yeah, there is not, there's not an obvious, there's not an obvious choice right now. And even like, you know, Becky's not as obvious as she would have been before SummerSlam. Okay. Humor me. Humor me. What about Seth and Roman for a title? Brock and Bobby, because it's awesome. And the New Day in a triple threat for the other title. We all want New Day triple threat. Please, let's make that happen. King... King Woods wins the Royal Rumble, calls out Big E. Kofi gets in that match too. I listen. It's all it's all pretty wrestling. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, Brock's the only sort of semi crossover person for whatever that means. But me personally, just nerding out. Seth Roman, Brock, Bobby, New Day triple threat to me is one of the best top three match combos you could possibly hope for in the modern era. Yeah, and I would love to see Brock Bobby. I still I know that's a thing that me too people get hot and cold about that but especially right now like this version of Bobby Lashley that we got that beat up kids and their parents on 
pay-per-views and Raws and what have you, this version of Bobby Lashley is on a tear. And I would love to see him with Brock Lesnar. I think there's a chance that Brock takes the title from Roman and Bobby wins the Royal Rumble. And Bobby calls out Brock for, you know, or or, I don't know, Bobby maybe calls Brock, maybe it's Bobby Brock at Mania for the title and Roman, and it's Roman versus Seth. I don't know. That's where my head's at, too, also, with Bobby winning the Rumble right now. What are your thoughts, Shu? I I don't know. I mean, like, I I don't think there's anything... I mean, I don't even know what you fantasy book at this point. I mean, I think that I think that's all feasible. I love I love no fantasies anymore. We, we we need some fantasies. I'm looking for a fantasy. Yeah, that's the yeah. Don't, I mean, <laughs> okay. Let's, so let's 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 get into something. Is there that anybody needs to else be to be honest? Is there anybody else to bring out of retirement? John Cena comes back for one more match. Goldberg's always available. Like, is there is there mm. anybody who you'd be who, who's out there that we're not thinking of? Ron, put Ronda put Ronda Rousey and and you know and and The Rock in that boat too. But is, who else? It's not Triple H anymore. It's that's done. Stone mm-hmm. Stone Cold would be the one, but he can't do it, or he won't do yeah. it. I don't know what he can do. He looks like he's in incredible shape, better and better every time I see him. Yeah, but I just don't know if he would do it. That, that would be the one though that we're talking about is dwindling a thousand percent. Yeah. It's dwindling. Right and dwindling. The, dwi- oh, the the dwindle of the cinch. Yeah. Right now. In the last ten years, in the we, we keep in mind, twelve years ago, we were operating in a world in which Bret Hart still came back for a WrestleMania match. Yeah, okay? <laughs> right. And and well, now twelve years later, the the years where Hogan coming back have come and gone for a variety of reasons, and you look around, no one's no one's here to do it. Well, here's here's it's, what I was going to say too. Cena, it's not many. Here's what Go I was going to say, too, is, is that the, the errors are bleeding into each other now more than they ever did, too, right? Because the people who could do it that you would pluck from 10, 12 years ago are around right now. Randy never stopped. Yeah. Miz never stopped. Edge mm-hmm. just came back. Punk just came back. Daniel Bryan's done it throughout. Like the people that you would pluck from that era is it's a great still point. doing it. It's so, a great point. He's SGG is exactly right though. If Randy Orton had been gone the last two years and he came back for this one, you'd be freaking out. That's the one, but, but he's never stopped. I think we get a riddle riddle Orton feud that goes into, you know, mania. some big pay per view. I would think mania. that's a mania match is riddle versus Orton. I I, I would I would assume that's, that's I would it. say that's a lock almost. By the way, what about AJ and Omos? When is that? eventually gonna happen aj's hurt right yeah yeah i don't know how long aj's no, he out wrestled on monday didn't he but it was a, it was a multi-man match though so he probably didn't have to do that much of the other lifting yeah he's not out long he, he's he's okay i don't know i mean look aj's another one that's just hanging out there you know just waiting in the wings for a real storyline again okay i have a couple of complaints i need to get off here speaking of which it's storylines that like when are they going to happen right wwe has two different paces it's either rush the storyline and do it in 10 days or screw around with it for so long that you're like, does anyone even care anymore? When is Dominic and Rey Mysterio going to happen? They, Dominic has <laughs> yeah. said a million times, but this is probably kayfabe, but he said a million times that he doesn't want to wrestle his father and it's never going to happen. I guess that's kayfabe. You do your job, Dominic. No, I, I've, I, I mean, this is not firsthand reporting or anything, but I've heard that Ray doesn't want to do it. Right, one of them. So whatever. Boo. 
Boo. There must yeah, be. That, he doesn't want to do it. There must be something going on. Don't you think? Between the two of them. And I don't want to hear that it's because they love each other. Because if they loved each other, they would make this money together. What you're saying, Dipperstein, is that the only reason they wouldn't want to work an angle against each other is because they really have some issues with each other. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> it's a great analysis because it is hard to conceive of in families, people who love each other more than anyone on earth, husbands and wives, of, of mothers, sons, every combination has had a story. It's, it's part of the whole thing. They did a storyline about whether or not Dominic was actually Ray's son. Like, that's much edgier than them having a match against each other, in my opinion. <laughs> so they've like, fl because they flirted with this like five different times. And then it just continues to go away. Okay. Oh, wait, so that's I, complaint number I, I have one. an idea. I'm, I'm ready to fantasy book WrestleMania. Here we go. I saw you writing things down. Here we go. If we can't. We're back, baby. I think that the you pick your. I was trying to figure out who the Kofi Mania candidate is this year, and there's actually, you know, in terms of people who are at a certain level, but but could get pushed the extra level. I'm not talking about, you know, Ridge Holland or somebody that nobody's like super invested in. You have to be a little bit invested already. But um, what if you take somebody who's like a great actor, like well, like Sami Zayn or. I mean, you could even go his buddy Kevin Owens, who's already descending down the path of insanity, make him go crazier and crazier and have them not get the WrestleMania match and make the storyline that they want the WrestleMania match. And because returning legends always get shotgunned into the main event, they become Doink the Clown to go to like... <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Owens comes out in the full doink face paint and outfit. I love this. And he's this is just a big and, story. and he's absolutely like in just off his rocker. And he's just like, I'm in the main event. I'm a WWE Hall of Famer. Doink the clown. And then we and everybody just like it loves it because it's Kevin Owens. The nastiest, meanest. He's dirty. His clown <laughs> yeah, outfit. Like the original like Doink the Clown. Disgusting. Yeah. I like this. I like this. That's this could go to the top of That's the card. That's a freebie, WWE. You can have that. All right, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so the other thing we have to obviously complain about this week, um, and is, this, is, this is just, we always complain about the, the lack of surprises, about throwing things needlessly onto social media. Never in my life that I think they would simply just say, hey, we're going to announce the Survivor Series teams on Twitter right now. Get ready, go. I, I, does anybody have an explanation of why that makes sense for anyone? How it makes the pay-per-view better, how it makes TV better, how it makes anyone more invested? What could the logic be? Just do away with the fine. Just do away with the Survivor Series match. If you don't uh, listen, I want it. I you know how we feel on this show. I, and Shoemaker, I assume you agree with us. Maybe you don't. All three of us love the idea of a traditional Survivor Series match. Are you by the way? Are you wearing a Terry a, 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 a Texas Tornado Kerry Von Erich shirt right now? That's right. Absolutely is. Yeah. Member of an original. Member. This is my crown jewel of wrestling T-shirt. Member and of it's, the. It's a rarity if if people haven't uh, put fantastic. that together. 
But it's a great. He's part of the member of the greatest uh, Survivor Series team of all time: the Ultimate Warrior, the Road Warriors, and the Texas oh, Tornado. Gorgeous, gorgeous. A stunning group of individuals. Yeah, highest level of performance-enhancing drug use possible. It was- <laughs> <laughs> and and so, like, tell me if you guys don't want to do it. You know, listen. Uh, we all thought it would be exciting. You have all these potential factions already lined up. You have the Samoans. You have the New Day. You have all these people who go together, right? You have RK Bro. All these kind of cool groups that can easily get put into Survivor Series matches. Okay, you're not interested. That's fine. Don't do it. But if you're going to do it, to any of you, I'm happy to be wrong. Do any of you have an explanation as to why on a weekend afternoon you would just announce it all on Twitter? Nope. The only explanation that I could have thought of was that they didn't want to waste the time on TV to do it. Which you have is three hours exactly, on Monday to film. Which is exactly why it's a stupid explanation. And <laughs> it makes no sense. They should have Roman... It should be Roman the Usos, and then they should call up the uh, the NXT brother to be the fourth yep. member of that team. Mage. And or they should have it be um, uh, what's her name? You know, sis. Yeah, Tamina. Yeah, they should Tamina. have Tamina be the fourth member. That'd be made. Well, I mean, and, and then have the New Day. Who would be like the third? Who should? Who would be like the fourth New Day member of that team? Who knows? They're, they they could toy around with a bunch of things. Yeah. Who would be the woman? Naya? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, uh, no. Naya? No, like, like no. Naomi. <laughs> no. That, but that wouldn't well, make sense, obviously. There's so much. I mean, listen, there's just, but it doesn't make, I mean, listen, they're about to have a, they're about to have a war games match on NXT and they don't have, there's no big feuds going on. You know, who, no one has any idea who's going to populate that. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. We haven't, even, we could talk about NXT all day. I caught up a little bit on it. I give oh. up the demo. You love gimmicks and you hate NXT? I don't hate NXT. Oh, okay. There's nothing. I mean, we, you want to go move on to NXT? I'll tell you right now. Please, the ahead. fact that I'm still seeing Johnny Gargano on NXT, to me, is the craziest thing on earth. If they cannot see, and I've been saying this for years, that Johnny Gargano could be the next Daniel Bryan, is a big star. Can I think he can speak well. I think he's great in the ring. He's got the look. He's got it all, despite his size, which is a turnoff to, to them, which is ridiculous at this point. Who cares? I mean... It's so crazy that that's still a thing. I, I can't believe it. Um, Johnny Gargano needs to be. You want to make a star out of somebody that they, they're des- they're in desperate need of new main roster stars. Johnny Gargano is the guy. Yeah, no, I agree. The only problem is with Johnny Gargano being the, the next Daniel Bryan is that up until two months ago, they had the actual Daniel Bryan. So the lane is clear right now for him. They and like you said, they. Daniel Bryan's gone, and they had they lost a lot of talent at the main roster. So Johnny Gargano is a guy that should be moved right into that spot. And he w- he went over in a dark match last week on SmackDown. So they're they're looking they're looking around. They, 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 it needs to happen. The other thing that's interesting is this Von Wagner guy who I like, and I feel like could be he's like he's in his like Isaac Yankum phase, and I feel like they need to put like some crazy gimmick on him and put him up in the main roster at some point. You totally disagree. Is the unless the gimmick is I'm a caveman, then I don't know what the gimmick would be that would actually work for the dude. No, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Kane was a dentist. Yeah, but but Kane didn't. You didn't, no one looked at Kane in real life and said that dude's a dentist. If you look at Von Wagner, you say that dude's a caveman. Am I crazy? Eh, I guess not. All right. <laughs> What's wrong against Kane? I mean, God forbid you're anti-caveman. I mean, that's that'd be a big revelation. <laughs> we get canceled. <laughs> we end the podcast the first time. Just just to complain. 
is this Robert Stone thing. Like, this guy reeks of indie. I, I can't even look at it. I have to turn it off when he comes on the television. It, you no, hate him because no, he's no, a worse no. agent than you? Yeah, no, it's Uncanny is, Valley. You. It's Uncanny Valley. You. He looks on TV and he sees it's too close to the reality of looking yeah. in the mirror. It's right. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm sick to my stomach. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm resigning. I'm resigning from this. I'm sick. I'm sick. Wow. Now I know what you really think of me. Is it possible, Dip, that hanging out at the at the bar and being Dip Flair too often, they have based the Robert Stone character on you? It's possible. <laughs> how, uh, how, are his, how are his suits, generally speaking, Dip? Ugh, he's wearing he wore some disgusting purple outfit this week. I mean, he this guy, he's he's repug. <laughs> it's perfectly tailored though. It's tailored tailored. At least well. it's tailored well. It's tailored well. It's tailored well. Did you guys, by the way, did you guys catch any of the stuff in the last week of MJF doing interviews and talking about his mother? No, I did not. He's slandering his moms now. If you ask me right now, if you hold on, if you are about to ask me. If MJF shoot hates his mother, I'm kicking you off the podcast. <laughs> SGG, they asked him. His mom has now been doing interviews about him uh-huh. and like talking talking trash. And he did an interview, and someone played him a clip of it. This guy, uh, he does a podcast on like Fight TV or whatever, and he's like, "I just want to give you a chance to respond to what your mother said." And he's like. My mother is a cheap slut. First oh words out of his mouth God. about his own mother. And then starts talking about how his father, he's surprised his father wasn't pitching one of his like fakakta business ideas on TV because all he wants to do is make a buck. It is, it, it may be the best thing he's doing and it's not on television. He's just ripping his parents in real life interviews. I just, I, I'm in love with how far he takes the gimmick. I'm in love with the fact that it never goes off. Has he ever tweeted out of character? No, the closest thing that he's done that I would say was out of character is when, I think he was talking about Roman Reigns, and he was in his regular voice talking about how Roman's a a great worker at the top of the business, and it was just like, (laughs) I've never heard him compliment anybody. But that's all it work. It's to the point where I'm like, to the point where I was like, that was the heel because he knows there's nothing more heel yes. to his fans yes. than comp- like I Correct. twisted my brain into believing that that was part of the gimmick still, even though he like completely shut everything down. It was just like no, he was just saying he sincerely loves Roman Reigns because he knows that makes AEW fans mad. That that's <laughs> it's all still working. Don't you agree? Shirley? I would I would argue that when he goes after little kids in a less in, in sort of an easygoing way or a more comical way that's like the least kayfabe thing he does right because well that's true but that sort of answers the i mean that that w- that should relate to the question about his mom and his dad but it, and it doesn't exactly because it feels it feels different doesn't it like i don't know i mean it's just he's really he's all in it's it's really i just can't imagine having the conver- the preparatory conversation with my mom where I'm just like, cause she would probably get a kick out of it for the first little back and forth. I don't know. My mom would be really into like the, like the public performance aspect of it. But if I worked her into a thing, she'd be just like, Oh yeah, that's cute. I'm so happy to be involved. But then 
If I was like, I'm gonna call you a dirty slut, is that cool? <laughs> cheap, cheap <laughs> slut. You think he gave her a heads up? You have to. Of, yeah, I, you have I would to. certainly hope so. You don't blindside somebody with cheap slut. You can't. Who's? Is there anyone's parent on this on this uh, Zoom that would ever entertain the idea of that situation, or or, or no, would enjoy hearing themselves being spoken to about? Spoken like that about. So, uh, just wanted to give you an opportunity in case you wanted to respond to that. Um, people seem to really enjoy that interview. Yeah, I bet they did. So, here's the thing about my mom she's a dumb, disgusting slut, oh and everything she says is pretty much complete horseshit. My father is an old, irrelevant, worthless piece of shit, and that's me putting it gently. Mm. Um, I do not associate with them. They are clearly very money-hungry and fame-hungry. And uh, it doesn't shock me at all that they were willing to take you, a very, very dumb, very mm. ugly interviewer, <laughs> and convince you into, you know, showing them to the world so they'd be able to have all these people look at them. I'm shocked my dad didn't try to, like, sell his bagels on everybody, his paleo bagels. He normally always does that in interviews. Oh. Um, I'm, actually, I'm actually floored by that. So uh, maybe it was just because the red light was on and – you know, most people who are talentless like him, they just get nervous. And I'm sure that's exactly what happened. All right. I have one, well, thing, to, uh, I have one thing to say about that. What do you think it is? What do you mean? What, I have one reaction to what I just heard because I haven't oh, heard oh, that oh. whole thing yet. What do you think it is? Is he serious? I'm looking to try those bagels. Oh, no, no. Oh, I knew the second he said the bagels, <laughs> you were excited about the paleo bagels. Is that a real thing? Dipperstein needs to know. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Mail. All right, first mailbag of the new, new, new era. If you're new to the podcast, you can send them to rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I know what you're thinking. New era, maybe new email address. Eh, let's just go with this one for now. Jose writes us and says, hey, guys, sorry. There's a trend going on with you and SGG that needs to be called to the carpet. When fans and former wrestlers and personalities complain about how certain characters are booked, you guys always do the same thing and kind of play devil's advocate about how none of that matters. That happened with Cross, Keith Lee, Black, Ripley, and we see how that all went. Now it's about Bianca. While they made a new star, it's become clear that she is positioned a notch below the four horsewomen. Not only did she lose her title in humiliating fashion, she has not won in months. She lost to Becky again, and now Becky is already onto a feud with Liv. A couple of weeks ago, I heard from you guys that she can be more mage with her chase of the title. It's a slippery slope WWE is playing with. I love you guys, and I'm also a K listener and hot listener. Agree with you guys politically. But of my biggest issues, just my opinion with this podcast, 
is that it's very close to being a WWE shill apologist show with some exceptions. You guys pay almost zero attention to AEW now and constantly make excuses for so many decisions that end up bad. I've said this before, but wrestling is the only genre where the fans are constantly being told they don't know what they're talking about when they are the consumer. Good luck with the new podcast. I still rock with you guys. Just an observation. Well, I do want to say one well, thing. Well, I need to say one thing up top. Go ahead. You guys, all, uh, all of you, uh, but Greg and Peter in particular, just signed contracts um, with Spotify that clearly state that you are officially WWE show apologists now. So... <laughs> I I do I I, I want to make sure that that's clear for clear to everybody. That was dip. Was that the actual language? Was shell apologist? <laughs> no 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 no. You did success. You did successfully get <laughs> brown noser removed from that clause, I believe. But oh, shell okay. apologist, we're not willing to budge. Well, on no. That. The biggest the biggest part the biggest the the reason this deal took a long time to get done. Dip spent the last year actually um, getting uh, Greg and I out of the Kiss My Ass Club. That was going to be the yeah. only way we could even start the podcast. Um, but by the way, <laughs> I, I'm not really going to argue. The only thing I'll argue with is about the it being overall a show podcast. Yes, we have weeks when we don't do as much AEW. Okay, well, we're entrenched in WWE and have been for our whole lives. So um, there are weeks when we're not as up on AEW as, as other weeks, but then you have weeks like this week where it's what, you know, 40%, 30% of the conversation I, it is what it is. We could also point out that full but, gears in three days and we haven't talked about it yet. So, you know, we can shut up, <laughs> shut up, shoemaker. Anyways, <laughs> tune into the mass man for, show tomorrow. Where <laughs> as for, as for the, as for the other part of that, um, you're right about the Bianca thing. SGG, I, we hoped that the Bianca thing was going to a place where it would all pay off at some point. If when, she sort of fades into a feud with Dewdrop, and it's Liv and Becky, and then Becky moves on after Liv to someone else, I don't know that he's wrong. Here's the problem with that is because it's too it's too linear, right? Becky and Bianca is a thing that is happening now at the same time as Becky and Liv. There's no evidence that Bianca's done chasing Becky, and you can look at the other titles and see that even with Roman, right? There was one point they had Cena. Finn and both chasing Roman and as soon as Cena was done Brock went right in and Finn and Brock were chasing Roman and Roman had these two challenges at the same time all while dealing with Heyman and it was just like a lot that he had to think about so this this is wishful I think this is wishful no, it's, but it, I, you could be right but that's they they literally just did this with Roman so they're capable so just the fact that Bianca is losing and again like I pointed out last week she hasn't lost clean so these are all like dirty losses and only a clean loss would move her completely out of the way. Um, but just the, because Liv is there doesn't mean that Bianca's gone. It's just these are things that are all intertwining. Now, is that me giving WWE a lot of faith in what they're going to be able to actually do with it? Yes, but I don't think it's just as cut and dry as you know Bianca's being pushed down now or kept at a notch below because she's still probably the top baby face. Not even probably. She is the top baby face in the company, arguably the top woman in the company, whether she has the titles or not. And that's the spot you want. Uh, I know. But I, I mean, this is a tough argument, SGG. She, 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 hasn't, she might be in spite of booking, but if you don't win for months and you're removed from a title chase, I don't know. That starts to get to be a tough argument. Well, I think, and I, Brett, if I could just point out, though, like there have been times when, when men have been removed from the title chase and maintained their top position on the card. Roman wasn't chasing a title for a long time and was still top. 
that's exactly the point that I'm, that I was about to make. You can make Thank that argument. You, you the argument that, that Greg's making could be made in good faith about men, but there is no way to make that argument in good faith about women, and that's where I think that the real question comes in because WWE has, because it has because there's no history there's, of it. There's with no women track saying. record there. There's no track record yeah. of Sasha them being able Bailey, to. No. Okay, but I mean, t Peter mentioned Sasha earlier. Sasha maintains a pretty high level. Yeah, but I mean, but in terms of just like we're gonna put you in a sideline feud and hope for the and and you'll keep your keep your heat or keep your you know whatever it's it's, it's i'll believe it when i see it we'll see how the the, the attention span is, it, is, is not always there sasha we we've seen it with sasha we've seen it with bailey we've actually seen it with each of the four horsewomen they talk about her being a notch below but we've seen it with the four horsewomen so bianca doesn't need the title to be the undisputed top wrestler and if they're saying that then it's a situation of the title making the woman and not the woman making the title which doesn't make bianca look good at all to me i would uh, love to see um heel ronda versus face bianca at oh, mania mage. that would be major that would be something that would be something also uh do do tune in tomorrow cheap heat universe as i'm sure shoemaker and kaz will give full gear more time than we did now mm -hmm. in all fairness Dipperstein and I have a lot to figure out with regard to full gear. Um, we're we'll going to be, be watching in Mexico. And watching. We'll watch full gear. I, we can. If we watch, have to right? skip the wedding to watch full gear. We'll. That, well, that, the wedding's that. Friday. <laughs> and and SGG, your party on Saturdays during the day, right? Yeah, and it's not even like a real. It's just like a gathering for you know people who are still around and want to hang out. Oh, it's just chill. Yeah, so yeah. Saturday night, we're free as can be. Oh yeah. SGG, do you think on your first day as a married man, you can leave your wife and come watch Full Gear with us? Well, here's the thing. I probably wouldn't watch Full Gear if I was in the States. So, so you know. Your wife needs to be, look, ass. is it a precondition of the marriage that wrestling takes precedent over everything? Like, what? what is the, is there a wrestling precondition in the marriage? There That's is, but, it, but it's also AEW so far down the... So yeah, far down he doesn't the even, that's after like glow in his in his relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re wrestling wrestling can take yeah. precedence. Yeah, if, but if I'm if I'm at home and and my wife's like, hey, can you like help? You know, can you go pick up the kid from school? And I'm just like, yeah, Lucha de Apuesta just came on. I just flipping <laughs> channels. I don't think that's sorry, Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki's about to walk out. I have to see this. I mean, listen, I I'm gonna just say this, SGG. The hardest argument of everything you've done to try to contort around AEW is not wanting to see a guy as New York as Eddie Kingston and a match like that on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Now, it's the day after your wedding, so I'm going to give you a pass regardless. If you were sitting at home and didn't care to watch Eddie Kingston wear his Timberlands to the ring in a, in a spot this big to scream, it's literally he may be the most New York character ever in the history of wrestling. Probably is. Yeah. No, he is. He is, and it's New York versus Chicago, which you know we're undefeated in that oh. battle. Um, uh, if you, if you remove the Chicago Bulls, we're undefeated in that battle. Um. All right, hold on, we got to continue on here. Go ahead, Jeff. I got to ask one more question now. Um, I want everyone to know for SGG's wedding. I hope I'm not revealing anything too personal. He is having a, a pre-party, which is a white party. Yeah. And I want to know from SGG what percentage of the guests that are going to be party had to go out and buy white pants that did not own white pants. Yeah, Give what do you think? I have no idea. I, I mean, I have no idea. Yeah. You didn't think about this? But I'm assuming everybody bought white outfits. So I'm going to say probably 100. Who so had 100? them already in their in their dresser? Right, but you know, yeah, how many people actually already had a white outfit? That's the question, really. Everyone has a white shirt, but not everyone owns white pants. 
I had white pants. I had to I had to buy the white shirt. You had to buy a white shirt? I had to buy the white shirt. Wait, Dipper, are you like wearing a suit shirt? <laughs> no, I'm wearing a very expensive button down. Maybe three hundred, three hundred fifty dollar button down. I think I don't know if the price is remotely relevant <laughs> in this conversation, but what I I'm meant was you know, I, what's I don't the style on of white shirt? button downs. Is it a shirt that you skip. wear? Would you wear a tie Robert on the shirt? Always no. price. Casual. You wouldn't wear it. You wouldn't. It's a casual. So it's just your standard issue casual three hundred and fifty dollar white button down shirt. You can't skimp on basic items like that. You have to have the best of the best. And we know what. Also, SGG, am I gonna get am I gonna get hazed for wearing off white pants? I think you're fine. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, one Let more. Me, can I ask so. you a question? But, 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 how are but, we? But, how but, are people? But, gonna, hold on. How are people going to avoid? <laughs> Getting stains all over the 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 outfits. Okay, the white he outfits. can't answer that. That, that that's too difficult yeah, that's, a question. Will you have Tide pens and at the ready at the bar? <laughs> will you be able right, to grab still. a Tide pen? Greg writes us a good email that I, I don't think I have time to get into all of it, but uh, he's arguing with us that the New Day does not need to break up. He believes their characters have evolved anyway, mm. and they do not need a breakup. Uh, we've already talked about this. I actually have I have to go, but I but I but I do. But I do want to respond to this. Having a having a three, well, I guess he's not actively responding to the point someone made earlier about having a new day three way. But you could have a new day like you know three way for a title match and not have that signal a full breakup, right? I mean, they're still in the. If it's just, it doesn't even have to be that friendly. But it can just be like, you know what? Let's just do this, and they can kind of get angsty with each other along the way, and that's still and still kind of, you know fist bump at the end or whatever like that's uh, that's a totally normal thing anyway i gotta go guys i love you uh thank you for having me back uh tune in the mass man show tomorrow and uh i'll be back here as soon as i i mean as soon as i can yeah love you shoemaker you're a great guy there he is mass man um Ooh, okay that beautiful new logo is coming up from under the screen. yeah see now with him gone you see the logo now <laughs> look at that beautiful all right so but i do literally have like three minutes left um one one more piece of mail that is amusing. M -m 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 mail. Ring name for dip. Uh, mage one. Mage one and relegated to developmental nuptials SGG. <laughs> I was thinking about dip's nicknames. The magent, dip flare are great. But I don't know if they really encompass the spirit of a guy who was closing and closing and going and going. If Dip was a manager in WWE as one of the biggest coffee creamer guys in the game today, what about a ring name of international delight? His attire could match the color of his, of the flavor of the moment. I think it captures a baby-faced man about town, uh, feeling as we know who is a great guy. Please stay mage and looking forward to the new, new, new era. Dip, what do you think about international delight? I love that idea. It's mage, and I'll tell you right now. I've had uh, I've had peckerheads and marks send me uh, their favorite uh, flavored creamer in my DMs. I'm getting. Is that I'm true? getting. Oh yeah. Oh, I believe it. There, uh, I believe it 100%. There's a sugar cookie? I didn't even know there was a sugar cookie. I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm searching and searching. Is that on the I'm in New York. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go look at some uh, some random uh, supermarkets that I don't usually hit. Maybe I'll maybe I'll fly with it on the plane. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, and I'm black, and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blickety black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo. Because I'm black, and I'm black. SGG, what do you have on this inaugural new, new, new era Black Power Rankings? In at number three, I'm going with Trick and Mellow from NXT 2.0. I just love those guys. 
I, I just love them and I can't say enough about them. They look great. They're great on the mic. They entertain with everything they do. Melo has the North American Championship and he's got his eye on the World Championship. But he honestly, he said he doesn't even need it because the North American Championship is the A title anyway. And I just love that about them. They, they look like they could be the face of NXT 2.0 in the months and years to come. So they're coming in at number three. Okay. In at number two, I'm going to give it to Bobby Lashley, who made his return. He's back. On Monday. And, of course, what is he doing? He's beating up people's kids again. This time it's Dominic Mysterio uh, right in front of Rey Mysterio. He watched Dominic. He had to watch Dominic take just a, an absurd amount of abuse of, of abuse at the hands of Bobby Lashley. And we were all sports entertained. So Bobby Lashley's coming in at number two. Okay. In at number one, King Woods, who laid mm. stared down the bloodline, laid down the challenge that if he beat Jimmy Uso, Jimmy Uso was going to have to bend the knee, won the match, unfortunately didn't get to see Jimmy Uso bend the knee, but now he has earned himself a confrontation in the form of a match with Roman Reigns this Friday that I will have to miss because I will be getting married and then we'll all be <laughs> off to the reception, but I'm sure it's going to be an excellent match. In the number one, Don't Xavier worry, I'll Woods. Be King Woods, I'll be watching, excuse me. I'll be watching on my phone at your wedding reception. And SGG, you are poised next week to take over the Black Power rankings. Oh, yeah. Congratulations in advance. We wish you, you the best. Um, Can't we wait to see y'all tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. at the white. What time's the white party? When you show up, that's when the party starts. Like 7 o'clock? I think it's early. I think it's like 5 Five o'clock. I think I'm supposed to be working. You know what? We'll, we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, when you, sh the party don't stop till you show up. Like seventy, close to seventy. Seven, and and for this white party, will it be going? Like, is it going to go for a few hours? Oh yeah, it's going and going. Oh, it's going. So that one. So Saturday is very chill, but tomorrow's going and going. Tomorrow's going and going. Okay. Guys, we're so happy to have you here on the new, new, new era. We're happy to be with The Ringer and Spotify. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Shout out to our producer, Troy, who's back in the fold. Great Welcome guy. back, Troy. Shout out to everyone who uh, helped us out at ESPN for all those years. We appreciate you. We are so excited to be here. Shout out to, uh, of course, Bill Simmons for getting us back over here. Shoemaker, Dan, um, Cassius, who's on board as well. The whole team here. We're excited to be a part of it. That's right. Shout out to my guy, Kyrie. SGG, good luck tomorrow or Friday. Same age, fellas. Same age. Professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.